Hey everybody, it's Tim from the Mental Health Hour, and I'm here to tell you about Cure. We've talked a lot on the show about the mind-body connection and the importance of self-care, but self-care isn't always a spa day or a few minutes to yourself. It's also something as simple but as important as hydration. It's no secret that staying hydrated plays a huge role in how you feel, not just physically, but mentally too. What I love about Cure Hydration is that it's more than just water. It's an oral rehydration solution that gives you the perfect balance of electrolytes and glucose to help you keep hydrated and feeling your best. It's clean, natural, and doesn't have any additives. Sometimes the simplest things really are the best for us. Are you ready to combat dehydration? Try Cure today and feel the difference for yourself. Use my code TMHH15 for 20% off your order. Welcome in to the Mental Health Hour, and uh, welcome to episode 110. Um, this week, we are discussing domestic violence. Uh, it is Domestic Violence Awareness Month, along with breast cancer awareness, suicide prevention. Suicide prevention, I don't know if that's the month, or I know there's a suicide prevention week in October. And then, of course, World Mental Health Day is in October, so it's a busy, yeah, busy month. awareness month as well. There's loads in October. Yes, um, and I don't think November is going to be too shy either. I think there's a few things that we can get into for November as well. Oh yeah, I've got a calendar that tells me what awareness months. There's an awareness month for everything, like absolutely, some really, really weird, random ones. There has to be. Uh, it has to be. Um, or everything needs to have its place, but we only have twelve months, so yeah, stack them. Oh, but um, I mean, there's some really weird ones. Like I saw something about sausages or something the other week. I'm like, what? Yeah, sausages and strawberries. <laughs> okay, sausage awareness month. <laughs> yeah, why not? Well, All right. The- there could be. And Mr. Med in the house. And Jim, thank you for the 50 bits as well. Coming in hot. And Oktoberfest, yes. That could be where the sausage is coming from. What? <laughs> Wrong broadcast. I'm going to show up. <laughs> All right. So, uh, domestic violence. We have done a couple of episodes we did one on of course domestic violence for domestic violence awareness month last year and then mm-hmm. we also covered domestic abuse which is you know the same topic however uh we we kind of broke down into more of the subcategories like emotional and um yeah verbal abuse and uh, you know just domestic abuse covers a lot more than just the physical aspect of it yeah so uh as always if you 
feel so inclined or are new to the program or just stumbled in on the podcast platforms for a listen, uh, everything is uploaded on all of the podcast networks. Um, we also are on YouTube. Uh, the bio link is in the chat. Thank you, Hattie. Uh, past episodes are also in the chat currently if you're with us live. Uh, and if you are catching the replay, I will link the uh, the episode from the past in the show description notes. Yeah, I'll just pop it up on the screen as well. well that, yes, that is the YouTube. If you go to our bio link, uh, which is bio.link slash TMHH, you can find everything Mental Health Hour. And as always, uh, we thank everybody for listening. We thank everybody for sharing us out. Uh, if you know anybody that you feel could benefit from any of the conversations we've had on the show, thank you for sharing it out. The, the best thing we could ask for. Of course, the bits, the subs, and everything like that uh, is also highly appreciated. It helps keep this show going. Um, StreamYard is a subscription. The Canva mm -hmm. service that we use the hell out of um, is actually a, a really great program uh, for uh, podcast promotions. And Gemma does a lot of the video editing on there mm -hmm. uh, and, and other things as well. Speaking of Canva, we can show you a nice Canva ad right now because coming up uh, this Saturday, couple of days uh mr med himself is bringing back his halloween special of i want to quiz you up so please uh if you are uh not doing anything 10 p.m uk time that's 5 p.m eastern standard time over here in the states and 2 p.m pacific yeah. i had my costume arrive as well so i might be in that one we do I have a I have a Halloween costume. <laughs> <laughs> uh, last year's, I I was uh, I was there for the live. It was an excellent broadcast. If I oh gosh, yeah, yeah, I think I was there for the live. Um, it's a lot of fun. He does a hell of a job on this, and uh, he's a whiz with the with the he's uh, doing it now. He puts a lot of work into video it. editing and what have you. If you haven't caught uh, meds. I want to quiz you up Halloween special. Highly recommend it. That's this Saturday, the 28th of October, 10 p.m. UK, 5 p.m. Eastern side of the States. And we look forward to it. Um, and that was an example of what Canva can do as well. Canva, great little <laughs> tool that, um, that really helps with promotion. Um, it is. It's really good. I... I I've pretty much switched everything to it now, so obviously it helps. Mm -hmm. And um, if you're in the Discord, keep your eyes open in the next week because there is a bit of a surprise going to be dropping in there for uh, for everybody. So oh, dear. Uh, keep your eyes open. Yeah, I've told you what it is, but I'm not going to say it now. <laughs> <laughs> it's a surprise, so get into the Discord and you'll find out. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, I guess we should probably get into some show material here. Yeah. That's what we're here for. <laughs> so what I was thinking we'd do, we'll, we'll start off with 
um, I gotta send you the slides over, but um, what I'd like to uh, start with is uh, one or two of the slides as a couple of the slides that I found uh, for tonight. And uh, I went back and made sure that, you know, we're, we weren't duplicating slides. Turns out, I believe, Gemma, I believe you found um, the slides for the last uh, time we covered this. Yeah. I did find one that was a duplicate, but so I got rid of that. But all of these should be fresh material. And mm -hmm. um, let me send them over to you so you can see what's yeah. going on. And we'll start with um, kind of the history or just a brief history that they should be uh, sent your way. But here is just a, a brief history for how it became. Uh-huh. And yeah. So here we have a brief history of Domestic Violence Awareness Month. So October 1981. The National Coalition Against Domestic Violence, NCADV, observes their first day of unity intended to bring together advocates from across the nation. October 1987, NCADV and domestic violence resource centres all around the country begin to dedicate the entire month of October to domestic violence awareness. And then October 1989, the US Congress passes a public law proclaiming October to be National Domestic Violence Awareness Month. The same legislation has passed every year since then. So just a quick little brief introduction to, because, you know, I like to find the roots of everything. Mm -hmm. um, we had, we, we mentioned we have all these awareness months, but how did they get started? Um, there is an excellent uh, article attached to this picture, uh, and I will go ahead when I um, upload the slides to the Discord uh, so you guys can take a look at them as well. I'll put the link to this one. It has a, a nice article uh, that goes along with this. This is just a brief history, of course. But I mean, we're looking all the way back at 1981, um, which is where kind of the seeds were planted into 87, the year that I was born. And then 89 is when it became officially official. So like I said, pretty cool article that goes with this. If you feel so inclined, you like a good read, um, I'll throw it in the Discord. Moving forward, let's talk about what is domestic violence? Uh, a little brief yeah. overview, recap, if you will, Gemma. Okay, so domestic violence can be physical, sexual, emotional, economic, psychological, or technolog technological actions or threats of actions that influence another person within an intimate partner relationship. And then some statistics. One in three women and one in four men in the US have experienced physical violence from an intimate partner in their lifetime. 
20 per minute, so nearly 20 people per minute are physically abused by an intimate partner in the US. That's 20 per minute, that's a lot. And then Missouri ranks third in the nation for the rate of people who have experienced domestic violence. So this is obviously just for the United States. Mm -hmm. Uh, I do struggle sometimes to find stats from, I mean, I can find the global, but I have some UK ones if you want them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Where are we? Let me just flick through it real quick. I found some. While you're looking for it, uh, let's chat real quick. Uh, 20 people per minute per minute are physically abused in the U.S. by an intimate partner. 20 people per minute. That's insane. Right, I have it here. So it says... Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, one in three women and one in six men were victims of contact sexual violence at some point in their life. Nearly 23 million and 1.7 men have been victims of rape at some point in their lives. 8.5 million women are victim of some form of domestic violence before the age of 18. And that's 1.5 million men. And then we have the percentage of adults aged between 16 and 59 who experienced domestic violence. Um, there was 20, 23% women and 9% men had experienced partner abuse. And then there's family abuse. So was it like a mother, father, something like that? Um, Again, it's showing that the women are always higher, but it does happen to both. And that that is 8% of women and 6% of men. And then there is 30% of women have been in a relationship that have experienced domestic violence um, with their partner. One in three women and one in nine men have experienced physical violence in their lifetimes. And then nearly 80% of victims do not leave their abusers and 30% of domestic violence happens during pregnancy. So they were saying statistics for you that for more global. Uh, was that UK only? Um, yeah. Okay. There was That's UK ones. I have some worldwide averages uh, as well if you want them. That's alright. Well, uh, I want to look at this next slide. Um, oh, first, uh, I cut off the end because it was a little big, but well, you don't have to read this one per se. We'll just take a look at some quick warning signs. This is from the previous slide as well. I just had to crop it. Yeah. Warning signs, red flags, of course, verbal abuse is is, uh, up there on the list. A lot Mm. of people um, notice that in their partners for anything. Uh, Also, extreme jealousy. That tends to come out. I know I was a 
yeah, I was a, uh, not the victim, but I was the, uh, I was the jealous guy when I was drinking that ramped up. And I was going to say any form of substance can make things much more, it, it exacerbates things a lot more. And I, I remember talking in the first episode we did of this and I was transparent with it. Uh, when I was drinking, I was definitely, I never ever put my hands on a woman and, you know, mm-hmm. I was never physical ever. Um, but I had a silver tongue, uh, for sure. I was great with the comebacks or the, um, digs that mm. just put you down for the count. Uh, the jealousy was ramped up the temper. Yeah, I wasn't a angry drunk either. Like I was, I was generally pretty straightforward and, uh, I, I drank to function. I felt like, but sometimes, you know, I would get in between my own ears and, uh, that's when some of this stuff would come out. So just some things to look at there, mood swings, behavioral, uh, traits such as being controlling and cruelty to animals, stuff like that. But this is, um, this next slide, Gemma, if you wouldn't mind. Yeah, is, you'll uh, notice a lot of those fit in with narcissism quite a lot as well. Oh, yeah. Often those that are abusers are also have narcissistic tendencies. So that's well. going to be what this slide is pretty much all about. Um, okay. This is the power and control wheel. You can find this. If you just type in power and control, you'll get about 17 of these pop right up. Um, it's all yeah. very similar information. This is a. Uh, um, this is narcissism uh, at its core. Um, We're going to so work that, around clockwise from the top. Okay, so using intimidation, uh, making it's it says her, but I'm going to like because it's applicable to everybody. I'm going to like making them afraid by using looks, actions, gestures, smashing things destroying their property, abusing pets, and displaying weapons, using emotional abuse, putting people down, making them feel bad about themselves, calling names, making making them think they're crazy, playing mind games, humiliating them, and making them feel guilty, using isolation, so controlling what they do, who they see, who they talk to, what they read, where they go, limiting their outside involvement, and using jealousy to justify their actions. Minimizing, denying, and blaming. Making light of their abuse and not taking their concerns about it seriously. Saying the abuse didn't happen. Shifting responsibility for the abuse and saying that they caused it. They're very good at that. Saying that... um, well, you you pushed me to it. You made me do it. It's because of you you did this, and and then it'll be like, oh, I'm sorry, I won't do it again. And yeah, um, using children now. This is a big one. Um, making them feel guilty about the children. Using children to relay messages. Using visitation to harass them. Threatening to take the children away. So effectively using the child. To get I, to somebody, and that I understand can have this one. Mental effects. Unfortunately, I I understand this one. Uh, I 
been told by my wife that I do this unintentionally. I'm not like trying to have a power move, but it's enough that she kind of catches on. Like it, I guess it comes off as passive aggressive, like, you know, change, changing a diaper or something like, I don't want to do that. Um, so I kind of speak through Penelope to, and she's not a fan of that at all. And I don't mean to do it. Uh, I change. I love doing everything there is to do with Penelope. I don't mind doing it at all. Um, but I have been called out on this, you know, to a very minimal level. Like I said, I'm not doing oh, it intentionally. Yeah. I'm not trying to do a power move, but I know exactly what this is saying because I've asked my wife, I'm like, what, what are you talking about? Like, I'm, what am I doing wrong? She explained that it comes off that way. And I was like, oh, all right. I'll, I'll try and monitor that. And I, I certainly don't mean it that way. Yeah. yeah. And I think uh, that's a good thing that when, if you have um, been picked up on it and willing to make that change, because sometimes some of this can be, it, sometimes it can be a learned behavior something that you've picked up from the way in which maybe you were parented um, because they, as children, we learn what love is. We learn how to be a person basically from our parents. And a lot of what we get is learned behavior. And if you don't see that as a problem and then you go on to do it because it's learned behavior, then, um, unless somebody picks up on it and calls you out on it, then you're not going to know that there's something wrong. And it's that being told that there's something wrong and then doing something consciously to make sure you don't do it again and improve that. That's where, you know, that's, that's a big thing if you do that. So this is mainly for those people that do it and are consciously doing it on purpose. Yes, um, wow. and that that is uh, a great point, Gemma, and it is an episode that is coming very soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want to do an episode on learned behavior because it 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 does. Um, it's not an excuse, but it is frequently overlooked. Oh uh, yeah, thing that is is a general reason for most actions um coming from folk and they don't realize it's wrong because it was a learned behavior you know yeah it's funny because i've been having some therapy lately for my own anxiety and my problems and things and because of the things that i have picked up being a as a child and the fact that i didn't like that and how i i know how it made me feel I have gone the complete opposite in my parenting to the fact where it's probably overboard, but at the other side of things where maybe he gets away with more than he should. And that's what, yeah, learned behavior is a big one. Anyway, we'll go back to this um, one. So using male privilege. um, So this is treating her like a servant, making all the big decisions, acting like the master of the castle, being the one to define men's and women's roles. Um, the typical... Uh, as well. The typical bad chesting 
Yeah. Um, I'm the king of the household. Yeah. yeah. Uh, using economic abuse. So preventing them from getting or keeping a job, making them ask for money, giving an allowance, taking their money, not letting them know about or have access to any family income. And then coercion and threats. So making and or carrying out threats to do something to hurt them, threatening to leave, threatening to commit suicide or to report them to welfare, making them drop the charges or if they've made a complaint uh, to the police, making them retract that statement Um, and making them do illegal things. So this is... Um, uh... Is like I said, this wheel, or if you if you just type in power and control, or um, abusive relationships, you this will pop up almost every time. It's tagged in like everything to do with uh, domestic mm-hmm. abuse and or violence, um, and rightfully so. Uh the the sad part, I believe. Well, I don't know if it's sad, but. Uh, the take a look in the mirror aspect of this slide Mm. uh, i would guarantee 95 percent of anybody that listens or watches this show or sees this slide they don't even have to watch this show they just stumble across this slide on google or something you can take an honest look in the mirror and look at something to jump out at you and be like, I, that's me. Maybe mm-hmm. not to a degree of um, just abuse, blatant abuse, but like I just did, the using children thing, mm-hmm. that, that rung a bell in my own head. I came out with it. And I, I didn't know I was doing it uh, or I wasn't intentionally doing it, but if you take an honest look in the mirror, I'm sure that at one point in time you've tried to do some kind of coercion uh, to get your way, some kind of intimidation. It, like I said, it does not have to be. I'm not calling anybody out saying that that means that you are uh, the next Ted Bundy or what have you. This is just simply uh, a Take an inventory of yourself mm-hmm. and uh, take a look at take a look in the mirror and see if there's anything you can do better about. Because even if you don't mean it, it still could come off the wrong way to your spouse, the wrong way to your friends, your coworkers, whatever the case may be, um, and mm-hmm. and do some detriment uh, to the relationship. So. I I thought this was a very prudent slide. Like I said, it's in the Discord, or you can find it anywhere, um, very easily. And that's the thing about if you're doing that to somebody else, just with what you said, then you could um, be doing that and thinking, "Oh, it's no big deal," and you know, not not thinking anything of it. But for somebody else that's potentially having a bad day, or you might just get them at the wrong time, it can be huge to somebody else you know um, absolutely yeah i don't me, know why uh, I mean, but that's excuse okay. me. 
I've got Penelope now waking up, so let me throw on the next slide and go tend to her. Yeah, no worries. Okay, so we've got some more statistics here. Um, I'm just going to have to zoom in. This one's a bit uh, small. So Domestic Violence Awareness Month again. Victims of some form of physical abuse by intimate partners within their lifetime. And it shows one in three women and one in four men. Uh, 34% 34 of people who are injured by intimate partners receive medical care for their injuries. A lot will also lie about what happened, um, not wanting to get their partner into trouble, being there myself, where said partner has come with to make sure that you don't say anything as well. Uh, 20,000 calls placed to domestic violence hotlines nationwide on a typical day. So that's 20,000 phone calls in one day. And then we have 20 people per minute are physically abused by an intimate partner in the USA. Mm. Um, domestic violence accounts for 15% of all violent crime in the United States. 500% increase in risk of homicide when a gun is present in domestic violence situations. Makes sense. 72% um, um, of all murder-suicides involve our intimate partner. And 94% of the victims of the murder-suicides are female. And then at the bottom, we have women between the age of 18 to 24 are most commonly abused by an intimate partner. That's uh, some scary statistics right there. So there's a lot going on there to discuss uh 20,000 calls placed on the hotlines uh, mm. certainly quite that's quite nice. high um, oh. and then also the 500% increase in the risk of homicide when a gun is present is just uh out of this world 500% mm. that's insane and then something i was watching the other day actually on um is on YouTube about the massive increase in domestic violence incidents and people being taken to the hospital because of DV injuries during COVID because it was it's hard enough when you are um, in that relationship but then when it was locked down and we were forced to be with those people that were doing that yeah. and there was no getting away from it the amount of people the amount of incidents during the lockdown was uh, staggering it was just so many yeah and the thing is as well i think that when we were talking about learned behaviors when we mentioned about children seeing and being involved in that if a child is growing up in that environment seeing that this is the norm in that household the chances of them going on 
especially if they've been physically abused themselves, the chances of them going on to then do that same behavior within their relationships is very, very high. Yeah. So, and having been in a relationship with domestic violence, I know it's not easy to get out of. It really isn't. People are all too quick to say, well, why don't you just leave? Absolutely. It's just not that simple. You have to think about so many things. And when there's a child involved as well, that makes it even harder because you're walking away from potentially your home, financial things, everything. And yeah. it's not that easy. There's a lot of there's a lot of working parts and that's yeah, completely yeah. <clears throat> completely understandable. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh at, at the same time, uh it's hard for folks on the outside of that window to realize um uh, without being in that situation yeah it's there's some some moving parts that need to be accounted for especially like you said if there's a child involved you yeah. don't want to uproot them but you also don't want them to be in any danger mm -hmm. uh, so yeah that's the exact reason that i got out i didn't want my child to be seeing that i am accepting that behavior and that that's okay because even though I got out quite early on, he remembers some of that. Yeah. He was less than a year old when some of those happened. So you might think that they're young and they don't remember. And then, the, and then the they're, therein lies your learned behavior again. And yeah, right back to the cycle we go. Uh, let us progress to some myths versus facts i always enjoy these slides i usually have one on most of our topics yeah uh, the facts versus the myths uh, so the myth uh, on the left hand side Gemma will read that first and then arrow over to the fact of it yeah that's okay so domestic violence myths versus fact so domestic violence only happens to women and one in three women and one in four men have been victims of some form of physical violence by an intimate partner within their lifetime. So that They're seems to be pretty standard. Uh, mm -hmm. Sorry to interrupt I, before we went any further. We've seen that several times already. And mm -hmm. we said it on the broadcast a year ago. Uh, mm -hmm. Those numbers haven't changed. One in three women, one in four men. I'm yeah. sorry to interrupt, but I just wanted to point that out. Oh, no. uh -huh. uh, so 30 to 50% of transgender people will experience domestic violence in their lifetime. Um, so drugs, alcohol, stress, and mental illness are the causes of domestic violence. And while drugs, alcohol, stress, and mental illness can be factors in an abuser's life and can certainly make an abusive situation more complicated, these things do not cause domestic violence. They certainly don't help the situation yeah. and, can, and can spur on feelings that are already there, is that oh, yeah. what it's getting at. Yeah, um, it can exacerbate it, but it is not the cause of it. Right, it's not the cause. So that's the myth. Uh, on to the next. People that can go and drink and do any of those things and be perfectly well composed in the sense of they wouldn't 
go and just knock seven bells out of someone. <laughs> <laughs> um, Nicely put. Yes. <laughs> Abusers are just out of control and need anger management. Abusers may abusers use many tactics to maintain power and control in a relationship. Sometimes these tactics can include physical violence and aggression, but there are many other ways that control is established. And domestic violence is always physical abuse. We've discussed this many times now. That's a big myth, yeah. Yes. Um, and I think that's why they changed it to from domestic violence to domestic abuse or IPV, intimate partner violence. Um, while physical abuse can be one way of maintaining power and control, it does not occur in every abusive relationship and is usually not the only form of abuse if it's occurring. Emotional abuse, financial abuse, sexual abuse, isolation, threats and intimidation are all forms of domestic violence. And one thing that I picked up on when I went to um, a group therapy for people with domestic um, abuse that had been involved in it, the abuse generally starts as something else first. Yes. There's usually another form of abuse before the physical violence. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the time, because it's not very clear as to what is and isn't deemed as abuse, sometimes it's not picked up on straight away. Now, if someone goes and hits you, that that's obvious, like, oh my God, what's just happened? Like, yeah. But sometimes there can be months and months of another form of abuse sure. that you just accept as it is what it is kind of thing like an and emotional physically lay their hands on you you're not aware that this is going on and that was very much the case for me until i was literally smacked in the face i hadn't really even thought about what was going on prior to that so a lot of the time the physical abuse isn't the first thing to happen yeah. Um, and then the last one here. If a victim doesn't leave, it must not be that bad, or they are okay with how they're being treated. We've just mentioned this one as well. Yeah, and that's a flat out myth. The fact uh, yeah. Uh leaving an abusive relationship is extremely difficult. On average, a victim will try and leave an abusive relationship at least eight times before leaving successfully. Some of the things abusers do to make leaving hard can include creating financial dependence, using children as a coercion tool, making threats of violence or legal retaliation, or using the court system to keep control of a victim even after they leave. Isn't that something? Eight times uh, mm -hmm. on an average. That's just uh, the average uh, number. But still, yeah. eight times. It was Good about time. that for me, actually. It really yeah. was. It's about right. I mean, yeah, you can speak on this, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty accurate, huh? Yeah, yeah. I tried quite a few times to uh, leave one way or another. And many times I either backed out of it or 
it come to head when we were talking about it because I was I was ready to just go, and it was all I'm sorry I'll change I won't do it again I didn't mean it I've been stressed and I promise I'll never do it again and they do change for a little bit uh-huh. and then it's just back to where it was and you end up thinking like you end up feeling like a complete failure or like this is my life and I can't leave because I have a kid with them and that was very much the situation for me because I had a boy and I'm like well he needs his dad and oh yeah it was hard but yeah it was about seven or eight times I tried before I was successful so there you have uh some domestic violence myths versus facts again I I enjoy those slides I find them uh, I find them to be pretty uh what the hell's the word I'm looking for here? Informative. Eye <laughs> yeah, and eye-opening for sure. Yeah. Uh, but I find them to be more informative than just some straight out bullet points because it's nice to see first what you know most of us think. Uh you know, certainly not all the time are you like, yeah, I I identify with that myth. Like I totally thought that. Uh, but mm-hmm. there, again, there's one or two that, yeah, I, you know, I never really thought about men get abused as well, or you know, just yeah. like that. That, like you said, can open your eyes a bit to what's going on in the broader picture. Um, yeah, very certainly, much. Yeah. Certainly, and I think- when you hear about domestic violence, the automatic thought. I believe is, and most people would think of uh, the man abusing uh, on the woman, you know. Oh, yeah. And I think a lot of that came out, um, certainly with that very large um, trial that was going on, was it last year? What, Johnny Depp? Yeah, um, because there was a lot of people that came out and shared their stories with the hashtag men too. And that I think, while I don't want to comment on the case directly, I do think it did a good thing in highlighting the fact that, yeah, men are victims too. Yeah, I mean, he he straight up, he said, you want to go play ball? Let's play ball. And uh, he had proof. So, yeah, I mean, as as the court case goes, I mean, he won that in a landslide. Mm. Uh, However... Uh, like you were saying, yeah, it does. It does. It did kind of shed a light on the fact that it does happen on both sides of the coin, both sides of the fence. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, I do. Before we uh, start heading towards wrapping up, I did want to throw this last slide. Um, it is the uh, the important one, you know. Uh, Usually at the end of uh, the informational slides that we find, we usually try and find something like uh, treatment or a cure or uh, what you can do to better a situation. In this case, uh, I went with uh, something, you know, that had, of course, a helpline. This is, again, the U.S., I'm sure, um, as Hattie has just put in the 
uh, comments not too long ago. There's um, the command exclamation point helplines throws up our comprehensive list of helplines worldwide, um, wherever you're listening from. There should be something on that uh, for I've you. Actually, um, knowing that we were doing this, I've actually gone and posted the domestic violence helpline numbers for quite a lot of countries across all our socials. Perfect. Uh, it's on Instagram with the flyer that we did for the promo for this week's broadcast. Next to that is a quite a large list of all the domestic violence specific helplines for various different countries. And if you um, notice that your country is not in there, feel free to just drop a message with the country and I will get it back to you. Awesome. Um, but anyway, we will read this. So it says, um, there is no excuse for domestic violence. Quarantined with an abuser. If you are in immediate danger, call 911 or 999 in the UK. Um, create a safety plan. So identify safe areas of your home where there are no weapons available and where you can plan an escape. Designate a code word with a trusted friend or family member. Choose an innocuous code like code word like lamp or candle that signals you are in danger and that they should call the police. Um, and if you ha have to call the police as well, this is a video that I watched um, where they phoned the police and they were trying to order a pizza. Yep. And yep. they said, you know, you are aware that this is the police. And they said, yes, can I... Yeah order a pizza and they yeah, can't they get extra pepperoni on that <laughs> yeah yeah so they will know but there is also a way in which you can make a phone call to the police and let them know it's a silent call so if you phone the emergency service number and then press five five they will know that you're not able to talk and you just keep that going and they will trace your call yep um right um, so have a stash of quarantine resources or a go-to bag. So keep a supply of hidden, keep a supply hidden for yourself in case an abuser cuts off resources. Practice self-care. It might be impossible, but try and take a few minutes to yourself every day. Eat healthy, drink plenty of water and get a good night's sleep. De-escalate. If an argument ensues, try not to engage. Move to a room that is safer than uh, a safer one with access to the outside. While it might feel terrible when violence is unavoidable, there is no shame in doing what is necessary to keep you and your family safe. And then there's the domestic violence national, uh, the national domestic violence hotline number there. And as I say, I have added them across multiple countries on the social medias. I will post them again after this episode as well. And Hattie has dropped the link in the chat. Oh, thank you. Uh, there we go. Thank you, Hattie. Uh, appreciate it, uh, as always. Uh, so the big things to take away here, uh, of course, number one, creating a safety plan. If you're in a situation that you know is volatile and... Um, could explode at any given moment. 
you're probably already aware of it. Um, however, there are some relationships where it's either a blind eye or not my spouse. My spouse isn't like that. Protecting them, etc. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for those that are in a situation where they are well aware that it's it's volatile and it could go south at any moment, uh, it's very important to create that safety plan, get something in place. Because as Gemma was confirming from one of the previous slides, it takes seven or eight times to get out of the situation altogether. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, stash out uh, resources a go bag and of course de-escalation is always an option in in anything Um, not just domestic uh, abuse or domestic violence cases um, but for most any kind of even a bully at school you know Mm -hmm. or at work uh, just some asshole at work (laughs) de-escalate the situation before it gets to the point where you're wanting to knock his head clean off of his shoulders. Take a minute, take a breather, uh, mm. de-escalate, come down. Um, and, and then, of course, as we talk about on nearly every episode, self-care. Take care of you. Uh, it is paramount to take care of yourself. And uh, I don't believe that it's impossible It might be impossible, it says. Uh, It might feel impossible, is what it should say, I think. But Mm -hmm. there's usually, you can usually carve out five minutes of of the day just for yourself. Yeah. Even with four kids running around, we can can carve out five minutes. In the bathroom, usually. (laughs) (laughs) I, I don't know, sometimes my wife says she's not even safe there. Yeah, I know that. I know. As soon as you sit on the throne, mom. <laughs> Absolutely. But there is a good look at domestic violence for our Domestic Violence Awareness Month. Um, as always, all the slides will be in the Discord. I've already posted them since mm-hmm. I'm down at my home base again. I was able to get them posted right away Mm -hmm. uh so they're they're up in the discord discord link is in the chat discord link will be in the show notes if you're listening on the podcast networks i'll have this episode up and running hopefully tonight while i'm watching some catalyst uh so yes um no problem jim thank you for being here uh and thank you guys for supporting every uh Every week, coming by. Yay, Catalyst. Catalyst tonight. Speaking of Catalyst, let's get into some community calendar, as we always do. Here on the Mental Health Hour. Uh, We have great sponsors of the show, longtime sponsors. Jim just hit 22 months with us, uh, and that's just 22 months here on Twitch. Uh, Mm. He was also with us in the Haps days as well. Uh, as yeah. well as um, Hattie, uh, who's moderating for us tonight. Big, huge thanks to get both of you guys. 
Uh, mm. But please check out Catalyst tonight with Jim in Chicagoland. There he is in the chat. He's click on his name, give him a follow. Um, and if you're listening later, uh, it is at Jim in Chicagoland. Great uh, streamer. Saturdays, you got your NFL Twitch Blitz on Thursdays, and of course my favorite Catalyst every Wednesday night. Um, unwind and relax with a warm candle. Right here on Twitch. Our good buddy Ray of Sunshine has been uh, busy. He hasn't been around for the past couple of weeks because he's got some stuff happening. He's making some moves and he's doing good things. But give him a follow on YouTube now. He has uh, his channel going uh, strong with some positive stories, positive vibes around the globe. There it is, youtube.com slash at Array of Sunshine 21. Mm-hmm. Again, longtime friends of the show, Beardo and Weirdo. Uh, that's Blaine and Piano Man 25. Uh, Thursday nights around 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time here on Twitch. Uh, the Beardo Weirdo Show. Enjoy a little cooking, trivia, games, great friends. Um, and, of course, the Lamaste Award. Uh, Gemma. She is my co-host. That's mm-hmm. her. She does her own thing. She's got her mm-hmm. YouTube channel going strong. She's got her Twitch channel going strong. Cooking trains, baking, crafting. Um, you sounded like you said crapping then. <laughs> Soon to be some ASMR. We're still waiting on that. Uh, yeah, I'm going to be live on Saturday, 7 p.m. UK time. Uh, with some cooking, and then we will be live on Med's channel at 10 p.m. UK, 5 Eastern. Don't forget about um, it. I want to quiz you up. Special. Uh, yeah, get over there. I, I, I don't want to have to come and hunt you down and bring you over. Get over there. He's put a lot of work into that. But, yeah, we're going to be doing some cooking at 7 as well. That okay. is 2 Eastern, 7 UK. And for all things, Bunny. Our great sponsor, Ella the Bunny Mom. Let me grab my one of my bunnies. Here's a nice rabbit Bluetooth speaker. You can hook your phone up to it. It actually works very well. And Penelope loves the shit out of all of that stuff. Um, so head over to mybunnyvalentine.com and use the promo code FIREDUDE15. Save 15% on your purchases and help our good friend Ella. Um, and her mission to save all the rabbits across the globe. Hmm. I think that's it, Gemma. I think that's a that's a wrap on this one. Oh, there we go. Thanks for that, Naomi. Put ah. um, Med on there for us. Mr. Med, yeah, there's uh, yeah, his awesome. hand on there. Twitch.tv slash Mr. Med. Uh, he is also in the chat there. You can just click right on his name if you're with us right now um, or watching the replay. Mm-hmm. That's all we got, and we'll see you next week. No, we won't. I'm not here. Oh, yes, my apologies. <laughs> my apologies. Uh, next week we are off. I'm off gallivanting. It's the school holidays. Yes, Gemma will be out of town, so we're taking the week off. But we will be back in two weeks, um, yes. and should have a good uh, stretch of episodes without any time off. I don't. I don't need any. Yeah, right through till Christmas, then I think. Unless I need surgery or some 
some weird I've put shit. a bit of a um, episode calendar together, so once we've confirmed it, we can put the uh, episodes and dates up right till Christmas. Perfect. And uh, I imagine we'll do our famous holiday depression. Just yeah. To- just to uplift everybody. Yeah, <laughs> why not? Merry Christmas. But Bye. it is good conversation to have, and it's always prudent to keep your eye on things like that mm. during that time of year because it sneaks up on you and you just you don't even realize it sometimes. All right, guys. You guys have a good rest of your night. We'll catch everybody later on in Catalyst, and we'll see you in two weeks. Bye, Bye now.